Gloucester. Welcome back to Fishtown Local on a beautiful, clear, crispy pre-Christmas day here in Gloucester, Massachusetts, at the top of the world. Well, speaking of the top of the world, I have one of my favorite people here with me today, Mr. Doug Smith. Hi, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Doing Doing good. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everyone to start. And that is, since a lot of people might not know you as a behind-the-scenes player and mover and shaker of people, institutions, churches, cars, and sports teams, how did you first get to Gloucester? Uh, Well, that's a good question. So it was about, um, well, it was about uh, 1989. Mm -hmm. Uh, Came... Uh, because we wanted our kids to go to the Waldorf School, which had just moved here at that time. Ah, I gotcha. And where so, were you living? Where were you from? Uh, living in Lexington at the time. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Are I you from up, Lexington? Grew up in Newton oh. and was away many years, you know, during college and graduate school and stuff like that. But oh. uh, but moved back to Lexington and then moved up here and then commuted to Waltham for 16 years. You know how you can tell from people? here. <laughs> Really? That made a lot of sense. <laughs> oh my didn't god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can tell people who are old uh, is that uh, people who are old over a certain age, let's say fifty, you say Newton. Everybody else, including my children, say Newton. Newton. <laughs> and the people living there all say, "Yeah, I live in Newton, yeah. Newton Lower Falls." So it's like, "Oh no, what about Newton?" So yeah. you got here where you you had the kids by then. So you were married. How many kids? Yeah, two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Two boys. And then you moved in 89, yeah. and where did you live? Yeah, so we lived in, on, in a little uh, cottage right on uh, Eastern Point, right on Niles Pond, oh overlooking God. Niles Pond. That was a great place. The to horse live. barn, next to the horse barn. Yeah, next right, to the yeah. horse barn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so we lived there for around three years. Man, when it, it snows. It that... was cool. And and we went through the, the perfect storm there, the storm of 91. Did so, you really? Because yeah. that flooded that yeah, whole thing. We you couldn't get through that. floating up on the lawn. Yeah, yeah cool. I remember what I came in sort of about halfway through the beginning, and you could still get on to the point, but they had a cop blocking it. So I went around by St. Anthony's. There was about a foot of water. Yes, a foot of water, and I was in a big, tall Jeep. And so I remember (laughs) going through the water, and they were yelling at me, God, what are you doing? And I said, my wife's at home. You're not stopping me. And I remember I was rolling over boulders in the thing, and they were shooting out from the car, hitting the car, and we were in a foot of water, as you said. it was crazy. And then another two hours later, you couldn't even do that. It was like waves across the... uh, Right, so... Wow. That is too much. Well, I attend this church called the UU Church, the Unitarian Universal on Middle Street. And well, one more morning, I woke up to realize that you were the president. <laughs> How did that happen? How did you get to that position in that uh, church? Well, that's a good question. So as you know, I, I sung in the choir there for many, many years, and we sang together, of oh, course. Oh, we did sing together. Yeah. So, uh, side by side. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Let's do a song now for the people. Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I've just been I've been going to that church since since the bicentennial around 2006. Oh, Um, okay. And um, that was when I joined and just stuck with it for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. It's a great place. I like the people. You know, it's it's a nice a nice place to go on a Sunday morning. And. yeah, so um, got more involved with that's the, right. You know, that's right. You were a the finances and yeah. you know keeping it going and all that. Good that's stuff. right. You were treasurer to start. 
Yeah, movement. finance chair. Yeah. yeah, finance chair. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Then I put in my time as president. Uh, so. It's, well, uh, I heard that you got the position of president because they said if you could stand and sing next to Gordon, <laughs> then you can stand anyone. So they said, let's make That's this guy president. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What was it? You were president for life with term limits. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, so you're so out I now, was right? President during the time, it was just at the time when the Glossary Meeting House Foundation was formed, oh, which yeah. is as. Some people might know it, it, a separate organization that, that runs sort of civic events, you know, in the church. But that was a very uh, clever decision to yeah, split the two. It was a good because a good people, part, no matter yeah. how much they love that building, the whole religion aspect will just chase away half of your donors. Yeah. Where they go, oh, I can't give to another church, right. you know. And yet, when it's to the historic meeting house, that's a pretty historic building, right? It's a very historic building. 18. I mean, so it's the oldest yeah. uh, meeting house. Well, it's the only remaining meeting house of, the, of the, that kind. Uh, it was built in, yeah, uh, 1806. Yeah. And, yeah uh, that was when it started. And it was John Murray. Was that his name? John Murray was the first minister yeah. of the church and also the first universalist 17... minister in the U.S. But... That was during the war, wasn't it? The Revolutionary right after, War, right because remember, he actually set the Supreme Court case in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts at that point, uh, where <clears throat> that said that the Church of England could not tithe the earnings of the people in Gloucester if they didn't want to be a member yeah. of that church. And yeah, they said, the no way. Was, yeah, rebellious. Rebellious. And it actually <laughs> became law of the land. Yeah. And it started in Gloucester. And for people who don't know, that was the first universalist church in America. That's right. So yeah. Gloucester was the leader on that. Yeah. So very, what's the word, flexible, uh, tolerant, I think, is it's a very tolerant religion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. Yep. For years, they were sort of harassed for saying it's, that everyone could be saved. And that was heresy, because, of course, in some churches, you had to give a nave of a cathedral to be saved, and you had, or you had to give some big indulgence of money to be saved. But, of course, John Murray was yeah. like a heretic for, oh, no, everybody can be saved, the common people, just by being good and worshiping yeah. and all that. That is great. Now, where'd your kids go to school in Gloucester? Uh, so they went – actually, so they ended up going – that school moved to Beverly. It started in Gloucester, but it moved to Beverly. The Montessori? It was called the Cape Ann Waldorf School. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they went there for ah. many years and then and then to different schools. They ended up in the Waring School also, so which is in Beverly too. Oh. So, yeah. That's different yeah. than me. My kids just end up wearing on me. I don't know. <laughs> there it's, you it's go. the other way around. <laughs> now, what is it? I have been tr trying for years to figure out what – it is you do for a living. I know what you do, but I just don't know what it is. And right. I figured if I got you on the show, I could finally figure out uh, what is – you are a gene uh, reader. Gene sequencer, sequencer, molecular geneticist. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's basically my, my field. So. Wow. Now, a gene sequencer isn't the guy who stands here with all the models on the runway and says, hey, you, get in front of her and you, your butt's yeah, too big, you're yeah. in the back. And No, okay, that's – okay. Right. So uh, – yeah, so I worked for many years in um, uh, on the Human Genome Project, which got started in, in the early 1990s. And was that a team? Finished of up about a decade later. That was wow. a t mostly um, mostly academic institutions, mm -hmm. but uh, I worked for a company. But we did academic research, NIH funding, and that. 
So yeah, so we were part of the Human Genome Project. And how do you sequence, sequence the genes? By reading them? Yeah, or? well, so you get these super expensive, fancy instruments yeah. that you <laughs> set up in your laboratory, and yeah. then uh, you collect the samples, and you... But what's a sample? Uh, a piece of hair? A sample? Well, no. Uh, all the samples come from, from somebody's DNA. That's a, a blood sample. Okay. A, a, a originally. So it might be on a slide and then, under a microscope. Right. And, wow. And back in those days, we used to make libraries, uh, which means you have all these little pieces of that genome I see. that are maintained separately, and that they all got divvied up between the labs that were doing all the sequencing around the world, actually. It was an international project. Because there were, so, uh, right. You know, so there's a number of labs in the U.S. and then some in Europe and some in Asia. But you weren't overlapping. You'd say, I'm taking the 24th gene from Exactly. The so, okay. so it was split up by chromosomes back and in the day. And then how many pieces of information <laughs> on are on the, the one gene or the one that you're taking, you know, the chromosome? Oh, so, uh, yeah, so we did uh, chromosome 10. Um, so one of the 23 chromosomes Whoa. is what we worked on. I mean, nowadays, it, the technology has advanced so oh much. I mean, you work manual, but what, it was felt like it What took, um, it was basically th about three years of, of focused, concentrated work at the end of that 10-year period wow. to actually sequence the genome. Um, now you can do that in basically three hours. With one computer. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, wow. you know, it's, so it's incredible. The but how reads it? Is a yes. machine reading it? Yeah, so the no, machine collects, you know, the, the data, and then you use computers to sort it out. But what's the data? The oh, the guy will have black hair and he'll sneeze a lot, or is the data? Well, just it's actually the sequence of, of all your genes. Yeah. And so, and the genes, of course, are the molecular blueprint of your body. Okay. So all of your characteristics are essentially encoded, or your body's characteristics are encoded in your in your DNA. But what would the report read? This guy will be short, and he'll be uh, a good singer. Oh, so and that depends. I mean, there. Um, you can actually go to you know some companies that offer these kind of tests that will, will give you sort of general indications about your ancestry or okay. about you know some characteristics you may have um, you know like at, you know uh, things you might already know yeah. like your eye color or, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> your, uh, yeah. uh, but but and it then can is also tell you things about your metabolism. It can tell you yeah. things about your susceptibility to disease. And actually, uh, so... But that's uh, not in every gene. That might be gene 16 no, would give you that info, but gene genes, 8 might right, say, exactly. other guy will never be taller than 4 foot 8. Or, well. <laughs> <laughs> not in your case. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe in mine. So it's actually used now uh, diagnostically for, for uh, rare yeah. genetic diseases. Mm -hmm. So you can have defects in certain genes, and that those, those cause certain illnesses like perhaps epilepsy or wow. heart disease yeah. or, you know, a whole variety of different um, genetically. Well, we've heard about that for years, uh, where you're trying to see about people seeing their predisposition right. to hereditary illnesses, blah, so, blah, blah. So now you can basically go have your genome sequenced and a readout on those genes that might be affecting okay. your disease. So. so early on, they were done just minute by minute, moment by moment, through big, essentially like giant microscopes, except yeah, it was not, they were Yeah, not readers. really a microscope at yeah. all, but, um, but yes, yeah. uh, in, in that sense. And then were, were you, yeah. what I just want to know, is, are you looking for combinations of numbers, or are you looking at chemicals, or what is it that you're Yeah, reading? it's the chemical, your DNA is made up of four bases, right? They're, yeah. they're the ACGT, the four different bases. Okay, and, and what's it's A? basically... Is A a, a chemical? Is, it's a chemical. Okay. 
Yeah, it's I adenine. See. It's a chemical uh, nucleotide base. Um, anyway, so and and it's really and and there's three billion of those in your whole genome, okay. which is divided up amongst uh, 23 chromosomes. But wow. those three billion base pairs, each one is is essentially so. Each gene is a sequence. Is each it's, gene? It's a whole sequence of some combination of those four bases. That's right, and they a, could be thinking the possibilities. Of DNA, yeah. you know, sort of, you but know. is each gene one twenty third of three billion? No, the genes are, are shorter actually. Okay. Um, so it's um, th there are maybe uh, ten to thirty thousand base pairs. Uh, wow. So when you were reading gene ten. There was a lot of information that you had. Oh to, yeah, a lot of yeah. information. And that, yeah. you couldn't do it all in one sitting. So how did you know when I would gotten through seventeen percent and yeah. I got to start on the next tiny, you know, gene combo? Yeah. So you know the the way it's done is you is you sequence all these little fragments, short fragments, and then you use computers to essentially line them up to each other. So you, okay. You find the sequence that matches between the two fragments that you sequenced, okay. and then you line those up together along with all the other ones that overlap. And so yeah. you just and where did you learn you all this? Basically, put this. Oh, this is you know on the job just, or in school. Oh yeah, this is totally. Because um, this was new frontier stuff, really. Well, actually, when I was in graduate school, I started doing uh, DNA sequencing, I gotcha. and so I've, I've oh. done it for for a long time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was right. so you hit the ground running. How where'd you go learn to do that? Your grad school thing. Uh, that was Cornell. So, okay. Yeah, upstate New York. Ithakian. Ithakian. Yeah, Ithakian. Yeah, something sorry. like that. I'm Don't be sure. Ithakaceous sure to me. That. <laughs> Ithacaceous. <Yeah. laughs> that is so funny. Wow. And where else did you go? Oh. Cornell undergrad too? Uh, no, undergrad, I went to McGill University. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh. up in Montreal, which oh, is great. Yeah. Um, I like Montreal a lot. Oh, so it's so great. There. And then I did a, yeah, a couple of postdoc postdoctoral fellowships, one down in Baltimore, and then one over in London. So I lived in oh London for a few years That's, as well. Oh. So, so when you go so back... So I sort of got around a lot yeah. back then, and yeah. then I came back to the same place where nearly where I grew up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so and is this a center? I'm stuck around here. Um, sorry? Of that kind of work? Uh, North Shore, Massachusetts, or is that... Um, well, we do have a new genomics institute here, which is That's right. a growing concern. Oh. So the Gloucester yeah. Marine Genomics Institute, which mm -hmm. is focused on marine uh, genomics. Oh. Um, yeah, so um, it is. It's it's a, you know, it's one of the hot fields. Right, because you were in Beverly, weren't you? Were Danvers or? Yeah, so I worked at, in a few different places. I worked for many years at a company in Waltham. It was called Genome Therapeutics. Okay. And then another company called Agincourt Bioscience, which, oh. um, and, and through all those times, I was involved in uh, NIH-funded genome sequencing project. 1066? So we sequenced... Uh, Wasn't that the Battle of Agincourt? <laughs> that has got to be where that name came the, from. The I name mean. actually did come from there. Yeah, and, and that's and where the Magna Carta was established. It was a I little believe. bit of a play on words because it's yeah. not spelt the same way. Oh, is that right? It's oh. spelt with gen, G-E-N oh, for gene, oh, right? Gen. Okay. I thought <laughs> right. it was aging generation. Yeah. But, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Oh. And, and we, yeah, so we got involved in lots of different projects. We sequenced fruit fly genomes, the cat genome, part of the dog genome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, pretty so if I see a two-headed dog or something, I'll know, you know, that <laughs> you guys were behind it. Yeah, rats or, too, but we won't yeah. go there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Well, are they still, I mean, the science must be changing so fast, you know, from the it way is. you did things back in the 90s yeah. when you yeah, started. So, to, and during that time, we actually worked on some of the new technologies uh, developing 
better and faster ways to do sequencing, and it, it essentially collapsed the the whole time frame of oh, sequencing. Sure. Oh know, my god! By yeah. a million fold. I mean, yeah. it's, as chips have. It's incredible you know? yeah. uh, what you can do now. It's all miniaturized. Um, you know, uh, you're sequencing little tiny objects, which which you can see and detect, and actually read the bases off of those, and then put them all together to. And do you read them still like you used to look through an instrument, or the computer it does it? The, some, the instrument does it. The instrument uh, does it. And you're wow. still using a computer to put yeah. the. Put but do you have to transfer it together. when you read it and say blah, blah 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 blah, or it's automatically it sees it and then. Writes the info. You collect the all the data that comes off the instrument, yeah. feed it into the computer, and feed it in. So the there's that step. Yeah. A lot of software development. So that's another big part of it. Yeah. Got so, you. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is so interesting. And so now you do a lot of consulting in this field. So you went to California and you went to London. Yeah. And is this for newer and more brave new world projects, or are they sort of the same things you had? Uh, you know, a variety started. of different things. So in, at the last company I worked at. Um, we were involved in doing some of this genetic diagnosis um, for neurological disorders, things like um, autism, Unbelievable. Uh, epilepsy, the world. mitochondrial yeah. disease. So, um, so yeah, so I, you know, developed a lot of knowledge about that, and I'm helping out other companies in that area. Um, oh, fantastic! As well as yeah, so different yeah. things, and you know, getting sequencing projects up and off the ground. Well, that's that fantastic. So, yeah. what's the future? I mean, is it? Are you going to design a baby or a boat or a, uh, uh, no? We're boat, not going but, there. <laughs> well, it turns out I read today that the guy who supposedly had the gene designed in China, oh, yeah. it turns out that mm -hmm. all the work was phony. You hear it was right, oh, we got to stop that. It's immoral and all that. But it turned out that he really didn't do what oh, he I, I didn't right? actually see that. Which is probably good. That's today. That was in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. And uh, so now, I mean, first of all, they were giving him a yeah. hard time for doing it. But they're giving him a bigger hard time yeah. for not doing no, it. No, we're, we're not ready for that. No, we are yeah. definitely not ready. I mean, all the movies have so um, presaged it. I mean, it, so the, the technology for editing DNA is, is relatively new. And mm -hmm. it's... Um, it's kind of opened up a whole new field where you can study how genes work mm -hmm. in an organism by essentially making a change in that gene and seeing what happens. How do you make the change? Well, it's, so it's a technology. It's called CRISPR, and it's basically an enzyme that you give it a little piece of RNA that matches up to the gene with yeah. your specific change added to it. And it actually incorporates that change into the DNA. How do you um, get the specific change? By taking it from yeah. someone else? So, so I mean, that, that's... Uh, no, you actually make it synthetically. So you make the little synthetic okay. guide RNA too. But are you making it happen. out of chemicals or are you making it out of mathematical combinations? It's actually made of out of chemicals. So, okay. so at that point... You're, and you're, where do you get the chemicals? From other genes that you've... Um, so there, there's the whole technology for synthesizing DNA okay. as well as for oh. reading it. So yeah. what we talked about was the sequencing, the reading part. Um, but you can actually, out of chemical constituents, you can actually synthesize strands okay. of DNA. When you said there are four chemicals... Those yeah. yeah if there are four chemicals, do you start with a pure version of e either of the four, and then you take certain yeah, you, percentages you use and activated um, sort of chemical components, and, and which include the bases, mm -hmm. and they react with each other and they form a string, and wow. so you can synthesize a whole string oh of, my God. of DNA. Well, that um, is so RNA, I mean, yeah. it's so like Fantastic Voyage. You remember the shrank down? Uh, yeah, that's right. It's, know, it's a whole different thing. Whatever her name was. Raquel Welch. And they sent her into the body. Well, this is like, yeah. sounds so like that. So it's pretty amazing. So, so you yeah. can edit genes. And, you know, some of the, the work that's been done is actually um, taking cell lines and correcting 
errors. So, mm -hmm. so you can actually correct an error in a cell, um, an error which might cause disease. Wow. You can now edit that back to normal. And so this is the promise of gene therapy. But then what? Eventually. Shoot, inject it into the person with the disease? Well, so, so that would be, you would take those cells, and for example, if those are uh, pancreas cells, you mm, can get okay. them to be taken up in the pancreas, and they would actually start producing the thing which is now not being able to produce. So, for example, to, to cure um, diabetes, that kind yeah. of thing. So, um, so, yeah, so people have been interested in gene therapy for ages mm. since we sort of began to understand the genome and how to sequence it and how to yeah. identify errors, you know, which cause disease. Um, so now we have a technology that could allow you to fix that, but applying that in a safe way yes. without affecting yeah. the germline, yeah. you know, is a whole And you're whole just separate tweaking question. one little part of a three billionth of his code rather than exactly. editing a whole human well, being. Well, and so the technology is not perfect, and so doing that editing process can actually create errors in other places wow. that you don't detect. So that's wow. part of the danger of it. That's, that's why we're not quite ready the for Frankenstein that yet because yeah. you don't know what else is going to happen you know, in those cells. Um, anyway, so. That's fascinating. So when did you become a crazy uh, Patriots fan? <laughs> well, that was when I met you. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Okay, well, all right. Yeah, you, so, you kind of got that going in me. Well, so. you've suffered through watching so many games. But, of course, the beauty part is it's been in the golden era of, <laughs> of the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. So imagine I, if we would had to suffer right. through in the old days. Because yeah. you probably weren't a fan back then in the Jim Plunkett days, <laughs> the Tony Eason days. Yeah, I have to admit. Or the, uh, who was the guy from Kansas who was so great? Steve Grogan. Well, there you go. And the team was so awful. And Grogan was the only thing good about it. And he carried the whole team on his shoulders. But we were losers. And so they were lovable losers. And, uh, well, not lovable like the Mets, lovable losers. But but the, we had just the worst coaches yeah. and the worst. Uh, well, they've been great winners for a while. Let's, since let's hope they can manage to, yeah. like, avoid what happened yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> last week, for being who didn't watch it, Miami, the seven-second miracle play. I think Belichick did it just to get the players really concentrated for the last four games of the season. Last seven games, because he's going to win the streak uh, through the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's a strategy. Yeah, right? it's a strategy. I meant to do that. I mean, putting Gronk in there to defend instead of the best tackler on the team, you sort of wonder, seven seconds, come on. <laughs> But whatever. Yeah. Now, where do you live? In Beverly? In yeah, so I live in East Gloucester. In East Gloucester. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been to your up house. I've been behind yeah. there. It's uh, sort of behind where the old Ocean View Inn is, which oh, is yeah. now going to be converted into something else. Looks but, like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. It was so funny. They, it was all left alone for three years, deserted, well, and it actually been. wasn't that ugly. And uh, then they bought it, and, oh, we've got to put a fence around it to do nothing. <laughs> and now it looks truly ugly. It looks yeah. so depressing well, and they've, sad. They've had a lot of vandalism there. So. Is that why? Oh, yeah, then they, that's, that's why, why they, they put, put the, the fence. fence. Okay, yeah. good. So. Right across But they are starting to do things. So they, they've got oh, people okay. coming in there, and, and so something is in the works. Will they tear down the big house? Um, one of them is going to be saved, and the other, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening yeah. to all the I can't rest imagine of they keep the little units in the back. That's got to be no, the first thing. No, those are going to go. And then there are actually two buildings, because one was the convention center that's off to the side. Yeah, that's the one that's going to be saved. Actually. Oh, it is? Well, I oh, think they're both going to be saved. One's going to be yeah. turned into condos. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, because you could make condos out of the yeah. big house, the one that had the restaurant and the grand piano. Yeah. Because that was and that was actually a nice building too. It was all the yeah. wood inside was gorgeous and uh, yeah. But you know the problem is like Fuller School when you 
don't do any maintenance for 10 years, <clears throat> no matter what good shape it's in. You know, eventually the roof is going to go, hey, I got a leak up. I'm leaking here. I'm leaking here. Right. And so, yeah. So. That's High Popples Road. It's yeah. High Popples Extension, really, out to the back shore. Yeah. That's interesting. Were you in High Popples and in that house when High Popples was the leading East Gloucester Christmas light <laughs> center? Yeah, actually, yeah. for many years. No, for yeah. many years. Remember, right. the road was well, so. Well, that used to be the big thing. You know, you yeah. drive down High Popples Road and the see all the, and the Christmas decorations, yeah. toy soldiers, yeah. you know, five Remember? feet high out on yeah. the lawn kind of thing. Yeah, it was really it was really cool back then. People don't do that anymore. They don't. Well, Not they as had much anyway. They had, no, yeah. especially there. There's very few in there. Yeah. There's still one or two old holdouts, but uh, yeah. and I remember they had their defense was they never paved their road, and the road was the <laughs> worst road in Gloucester. Yeah. Of course, the worst road in uh, in Rockford is that one called Tregony Bow, and that one they. Went out of their way to say, don't pave it. Yeah. And I think there was something like... Yeah. High Popples has been repaved now. I so. know. And yeah, it's a speedway. <laughs> it can be. It can, yeah. can be, yeah. I mean, if you were a skateboarder, that's where you'd head. It goes up and down. <laughs> Beautiful. Right. But uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I have to say it was a lot of fun getting out on the water with you last summer. Doing oh, all that sailing. Right. So Yeah. You know, doing those races. That was an eye-opener, was really wasn't fun. it? Yeah. yeah, we dug, came in as my uh, number one crewman, and uh, we went, got suckered into going to Newport and entering the New York Yacht Club annual regatta, about the snootiest thing you can do. <laughs> and But it was so exciting. Remember, there were like 180 yeah, boats or something, yeah, and they great. were all getting ready to yeah. do the Bermuda race, not us. But So it was just a spectacle so we started in the big time and did pretty well yeah remember we got a trophy yeah we did we yeah did we got place. a picture too in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we graduated back to gloucester and did all the not only regional events but then we did thursday night out in gloucester harbor that's right we won for the season yeah so that was kind of cool but that's a great probably summer. attendance summer was half of do. it yeah. <laughs> and next year we're going to become a crazy spinnaker flying every time crew all right. We didn't do the finicker as much this year. <laughs> we chickened out. Yeah, that's right. Well, we needed more people who had a clue, like you. So that's yeah. too bad. So we don't have a whole lot of time here. Let's talk about your wonderful wife. Oh. You used to be married to an alto, and now you are married to an alto. <laughs> so what do they say? Men are all foot in mouth, and women are all toe. So, um, right. uh, Cindy, yes. and you had kind of a Cinderella thing going with her. Yeah, that's right. You so both went off and married. You yeah. knew each other years ago, Cindy right? Cindy and I knew each other um, back when I was in, uh, yeah, so last two years of of uh, of graduates well at last two years of college and first two years of graduate school so uh we were we were sort of off and on and together oh, back then yeah and we kind of went separate directions well now she was at graduate for, school too uh she was living with me but she was oh. going to a different school actually oh, okay. at the time and yeah, where was so. that where'd she go uh in newton that was lasalle college oh of course oh yeah. definitely oh yeah. um and yeah, then a bunch of time went by and you met yeah met a lot of time went by yeah. and <laughs> that's right um, kids I, my came first along. wife yeah. with the kids that was 23 years and, okay um, and you moved to California or only at the end um, we bought a place out in California we were gonna move there she yeah. moved there oh so we were kind of living in two different places for a while so you never ran the that family was, that was probably part of the thing that made it oh. <laughs> well I met you I th- always thought you were a California. <laughs> 
Uh, just like I think of uh, Cindy, your wife, as a Utahan yeah. or whatever you call it, Utanian. What do they call so it? So now a Utah my kids person. live out there. Yeah. My, my ex lives and out yeah, there. And then she'll talk and she'll go, yes, well, I sound like a regular person until I use the word, gah! And then she'll say, like, <laughs> oh, I was down the beach. And she is so dyed in the wool North Shore. And I'm going, like, every 99% of the words. She sounds like she's from, you know. Well, she grew up in. Uh, combination between Bar Harbor and Newton, actually. There you go. And yeah, so, well, Barbara yeah. Harbor, Barbara, Bar Harbor should be worse. I mean, their accent, they should not be doing it one out of every 99 words like she does. But yeah, she is from so Bar Harbor. Occasionally, she, she yeah. reverts. Yeah, I know. Occasionally. <laughs> when we're watching football, suddenly she'll yell and it'll come out as pure New England. It's great. Right. Well, that is so funny. And then you got back together. It was at, when I met you, you were. Um, coming, you were in between uh, women, and you were well. No, you were ending a a, a second marriage. But then, it, to me, it was such a Cinderella story because she was still married, and yet she had already said, "I'm getting out of this on her end." But the husband had to stretch it out a little, and uh, so you were waiting. And I kept saying, like, oh, yeah. it was just like Cinderella. It was just yeah, like, was will one. he ever get his happy <laughs> ending? And then all of a sudden, and I met her. She came to a show that I was in, Crazy Moon. Right. And then I went, oh, my God, she's the greatest. I think we can watch a football game at my house together. <laughs> and she didn't mind all the yelling at the TV. Yeah. And the, You see, people don't she understand. Tom Brady is not very good until you give him the right cues through the TV, Right. Well, you have to it. tell you him how awful he is. You have to yeah. threaten to send him back to <laughs> Michigan to play. And then, boom, touchdown. Works every time, right? And she would suffer through that. And we have certain rituals we do. And we sing the touchdown song, the Gary Glitter song. Da, da, da. Maybe we should end the song of the show that way. <laughs> but we never do it when we don't have a chance of winning the game because sometimes you can tempt fate by doing it too soon. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, as you have last to watch week. Watch out for that. Yeah. So, good thing we didn't. And yet we still lost. So, I guess we're free to do it whenever we want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, folks, I'm sorry. I probably did more of the talking than Doug. And uh, that's because I'm a tenor. And he's a – oh, he's a tenor. And, uh, but he's a perfect tenor. I'm not. And uh, so, uh, we are to the end quarter. of our time sequence. And before our engineer, Jim Capillo, throws us out. And uh, I am going to thank – Jim Capillo, our engineer, for being our loyal engineer and skillful. If, in fact, you hear the sound of my voice, that's all due to Jim. Doug Smith, thank you so much for coming on and explaining what it is you do for a living. And now I actually do have sort of an idea, right. although I'm sure well, I'll be just Well, thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. So. All right. Well, great. And now it's time for everybody to dance and say we'll see you next time on Gloucester. Chicken, wait a minute. No, this is Fishtown Local. Lots of chicken shacks, my TV show. Sorry, folks. Fishtown Local. We'll see you next time. All right, Gloucester, we love you. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.